Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Coach Vaughn Podcast. I am your host, Vaughn DiCarlo, a.k.a. Coach Vaughn, and Coach Vaughn is on. Be sure to follow me on social media at Vaughn DiCarlo, V-O-N-D-E-C-A-R-L-O. That's on Instagram and Twitter. And guess what? There's no capital C. Oh, my God, what a pet peeve of mine. I have been, I took it down off of my Instagram, I think. It's probably still up on my Twitter. I have to circle back around and take it off. Um, It's in my email. You know how in your email you can put an automatic signature so at the end of the email you don't have to keep signing regards or whatever and you could put in your website and all that stuff. So on my Instagram and on the end of my emails, it's like Vaughn DiCarlo, no capital C. There's no capital C in my name. There's no space. It's a little, little, little tiny little pet peeve of mine. I can understand, though, why people spell my name wrong sometimes because I was named after a very famous actress, Yvonne DiCarlo. I believe that's how she pronounced her name, um, Yvonne Yvonne. The Y is a French name, but the Y in the American alphabet is not pronounced E like it is in the French alphabet excuse me, it is pronounced yeah in the American alphabet. So people in America sometimes will say Yvonne instead of Yvonne. And DiCarlo, what's interesting about her last name is it's a stage name. That's not her legal last name. She adopted the last name DiCarlo because in her early days of Hollywood, uh, she's, she's German. She's of German descent. Um, her last name is actually Middleton. And in her early days of Hollywood, if you were Italian, and she has the dark hair and everything. I don't know if you know who Yvonne DiCarlo is. She was, her, her most famous role is um, playing Lily Munster on the Munsters. But she has a lot of accolades. Look her up. Amazing, talented woman. And uh, in her early days of Hollywood, it was believed that if you were Italian, you got more roles. So how about that? She changed her last name to DiCarlo. So people would think that she was Italian. And I guess it worked for her because she became, you know, very well known in that Hollywood circle and world. And um, my mother was a huge fan of the Munsters. And some of you may already know this story. I've told this story on the podcast before, but there are some new listeners. Shout out to all the new listeners. Thank you for posting, reposting, recommending, downloading, subscribing, all that jazz. Uh, CoachVaughn.com for more information if you're new. Anyway, my mother names me after Lily Munster. And at the end of the day, uh, I kind of freak out about there's no capital C because for me, Von Carlos like a double first name, right? My last name is Brown. Uh, sometimes I use it, sometimes I don't. I stopped using it actually because comics are sometimes lazy, the newer ones, not the pros out there that know what they're doing, but sometimes pros screw up too. But I found a lot of times in some of the workrooms that I do and even some of the shows, it like the host doesn't know you or 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 they're just being lazy or don't know what they're doing. I don't know. Sometimes they, they'll ask your credits. What do you want me to say to bring you on stage? Whatever, whatever. Long story short, I found that people would just eliminate the DiCarlo part. And they would go, 
Vaughn Brown. And I'm like, ew, who, who asked you to cut my name up in pieces? Vaughn DiCarlo is like a double first name, like my grandma, you know, Mary Jane. Mary Jane Brown is my grandma. God rest her soul. Uh, you know, so uh, where I'm from, a lot of us have those cool double first names. My, my Aunt Cindy May. My grandma, Mary Jane. You feel what I'm saying? So, Von DiCarlo, no capital C. It's spelled just slightly different. And some people would spell Yvonne DiCarlo, the Lily Munster person, they would spell her name with a space. So sometimes the D-E is a space and then the Carlo is... It's like all these different spellings. It's like, oh, what a pet peeve. No capital C. No capital C. No capital C. You like my chant? Speaking of chants, that that was a cheesy transition. I just want to get into this chant from the U.S. soccer's women team. They were, the audience, the, the crowd was chanting equal pay after they won. How about that? I love it. Um, I hate the fact that we're still in 2019 chanting something like that for the U.S. women's soccer team. Wait, that's absurd. It's completely absurd that these women are getting 18 cents to the dollar that the men would get. If the men would have won, they would have gotten $1.5 million, right? The women get, what, 250000 Wow. Wow. And they're a draw. The women's soccer team, that, that's what people seek out. It's, they're not seeking out the men's team. They're not buying the men's jerseys. It's all about the women's soccer team because I don't follow soccer. I'm not a huge soccer fan, but, you know, I keep up on as much stuff as I can, um, especially, you know, this is the Coach Vaughn podcast. I talk about sports transition into real life stuff. That's so easy to do these days because everything is so intertwined and you could find life, obviously, in every situation. And these women are not just incredible athletes, but the the blatant sexism and the discrepancy of pay is absurd, right? Now, if you listen to this podcast or if you're familiar, familiar with me on, you know, some of my Coach Vaughn comments on Instagram and stuff, whenever there was a discussion about the discrepancy in pay with the WNBA versus the NBA, I had quite an opposite opinion, right? I didn't think for one second that the women should be getting paid the equal amount as the men. And some people think that that is a, a very harsh and incorrect stance to take. But it's basic math, people. Basic math. There, it's supply and demand, right? Supply and demand. It's, it's a product. Where they're selling a product, right? So the WNBA, they practically give the tickets away and the stands are still empty. It's not... Uh, uh, the product is not selling the way the NBA sells, right? The NBA, there's people paying upwards of two thousand plus dollars just to sit on with floor seats, and that's not even courtside. Those those tickets that are like ten rows back on the floor are like two grand. So imagine, like, just do basic math, right? So as a woman, just because I'm a woman and I believe we should have equal pay does not mean I don't know how to do basic math. So where are they going to get the money from for the WNBA? Do I think it's fair to pull money out of the, the, the revenue that the guys are generating and just give it to the women? No, I think that the women 
the what the WNBA has a responsibility to build and market their product just as the men do, right? And it's supply and demand. It the the consumers are deciding the product. So if your seats are empty, why why is Brittany Griner because she was one of the women who was complaining um publicly about the discrepancy in pay. Why would why would Brittany Griner get a LeBron James salary, right? Even the men don't have equal pay. It's it's skill level and demand of them as well, right? So I'm a comic. If I do 45 minutes in headline at Caroline's, I'll be at Caroline's this coming Monday, by the way. I'm hosting two shows, seven and nine. Uh, come check me out if you're around. Anyway, uh, let's say I'm headlining at Caroline's. I'm doing 45 minutes to an hour. And Amy, uh, not Amy Schumer, because she's a woman. Let's see. Kevin Hart is headlining Caroline's for whatever reason. He sells out stadiums. But follow my hypothetical here. Um, do I deserve equal pay um you can argue that point if i sell out yeah but am i gonna sell am i a draw the way a kevin hart is a draw he can't even do carolines he has to do stadiums so just because i'm a comic that's gonna do the same equal amount of time I would love to say that I deserve equal pay of a Kevin Hart status, but no, I have to build my my uh, product that is myself up to a level of am I selling out stadiums? Then, then if you go in terms of movies, right? If I'm in a Kevin Hart movie, and uh, let's say, let me think of an example. Well, this is not a male female thing, but let's take bad boys right will smith and martin lawrence uh let's say one there's a female that's let's say it's a bad boys and in instead of it being will smith and martin lawrence let's say it's will smith and i don't know whoever is the equal female counterpart in acting in that world um and they're like no 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 let's say the female actor is an equal amount of a draw and they want to give Will Smith $20 million, but they want to give her $250,000. Um, no, I'm not doing that movie. That's absurd, right? So you get my point. Back to the women's soccer team. They are the draw. They are what's creating revenue. They are who people seek out and come to to the games to watch. They are the ones selling the jerseys. So make this pay discrepancy make sense to me. Make it make sense. Why? 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 Equal pay. Equal pay. It doesn't make any sense. You know what? I don't even... I, sh- I don't think they should be chanting equal pay. I, why are the men get? You're not the draw. You don't win. Do they even place? I don't know what it is in soccer, but do they even get to the point where they can even be considered champs? That's that's crazy. So my question is, if the men's team was actually won, let's say they won, where are they getting this one point five million dollars from? from the pool of money that the women are generating with their fandoms, 
with their fans? Make that make sense. Boo. Boo. See, what's happening in the world in general, and I, I know that because I have a lot of discussions. You know, you go hang out, you sit at the comedy cellar table, you have all these different discussions with all these um, super intelligent comedians, and you get into conversations about everything that's happening in the world, you know, from the Me Too stuff to the women's soccer team to who's going to win the chip this year. Is is it LeBron versus Kyrie? Where KD, is he a wimp? You know, every discussion under the sun, right? Trump, politics, race, sports, everything. You get every conversation. And what I'm seeing a lot is people... Well, first of all, I'm not a, a great person to debate with. I hate debating. I love discussions where... I'm saying something and being heard and could possibly plant something in someone's mind where they could grow and learn and understand a different point of view and vice versa. But when you get into debates with people, I never like debating because the job of a debater is to find holes in what you're saying. They don't care if it's right or wrong. The object is to win. So I have to shut you down in any way I can and then push my point. Like that's what debating is. Oh, I hate it. That's aggravating because you're just in a hamster wheel trying to, you know, it's a boxing match. Who's the Mike Tyson of this conversation? Who's going to get knocked out? Who's going to get their ear, you know, bitten off? Pun intended. So that's not my thing. Debating isn't my thing. Discussing is. Sometimes in discussions, what I'm finding is a lot of people, it's very hard for people to see it's it's not either one thing or the other. Sometimes there's something in the middle, right? Sometimes people are afraid to have a point of view because it may make them sound like something they're not. For instance, you take Donald Trump. That's a tough one for most people. Donald Trump may have some good ideas and some, some good things that he has to say, but we can't hear it because he's such a piece of garbage otherwise, right? So let's take immigration, for instance. I don't think that there should, like, we should just have open borders, right? Everybody just come into the country. You don't have to be documented. And by the way, you don't have to be documented at all. But here's health care. And here's, you know, all the benefits of whatever. Um, and I'm also not saying, I, I'm not saying that, um, Immigrants shouldn't be allowed to come here. What I am saying is I agree that there should be a process and people should follow it. I don't think that if you come into the country illegally, that you should be rewarded for that. But I also don't believe that you should be tortured for it either. Right. There's a middle ground to that. How about if you want to come to this country, you follow the procedure and if there is a circumstance, an individual circumstance that makes that difficult, let's look into that. You know what I mean? Let's see what, what is the process? What, it, what, what is happening on an individual basis? But everybody just wants to blanket everything. So if you go, yeah, I think we should have strong border control. Then people go, oh, Trump supporter. What? How did you get that out of that? So what you're saying is to avoid being consider some type of Trump supporter, you're like, yeah, open our borders. There should be no rules. Everybody just flood in. We don't have to know who you are, where you're coming from or where you're going. 
And I know there's American citizens that can't get health care and benefits that you could get, but come on in. Come on in. You don't even have to fill out a piece of paper. Here's a driver's license. Can you drive? Ah, who cares if you could drive? Get on the road. Welcome to America. There's some absurdities in that too, right? It's some, there's a sweet spot in the middle of every conversation from immigration to uh, the, the genderless bathrooms to um, uh, pay discrepancy, me too, you know, and, and you've heard, you guys heard me talk about the me too situation all the time because it's like, I feel like it's extremely dangerous just to blanket everything and everything sounds like rape, really? So now when someone actually gets physically assaulted and raped, everyone's like, oh, here's another me too thing. I'm just so sick of it. You know why? Because everyone just threw the, he, he touched the edge of my curls with rape. Now I'm not saying someone should touch you inappropriately at work on the shoulder and you should be okay with it. I'm not saying that, but I'm also saying that's not rape. So there's a sweet spot in the middle. Let's find it. Let's find it and go there. Let's not just be so far left or so far right that we can't even see common sense. There's common sense in everything, but you just jump on one side just because. Now this U.S. women's soccer team not getting their money I, I, they, I, I forget where I read it, or maybe it was on one of the TV programs or news or The View or something like that, where they were saying that they're suing. And good for them. They should sue. They should get their money. That's utterly ridiculous. Make it make sense to me. Where are you getting the money from if the men win? From us? From the money that we've generated? We've built a product? We're the product that sells, but we don't, we're getting 18 cents to the dollar? Wow. Wow. Shove that right in my face. Shove that good old fashioned sexist bullshit right in my face. I'm not having it. But at the same time, as a woman, and you guys know I love basketball, but as a woman, I'm not going to sit here and say, hey, 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 WNBA players should get the equal amount of pay at their skill level that's equal to the NBA skill level of the men. What? How? Why? Someone make that make sense to me. They're not a product that generates revenue that would make sense, right? Make it make sense. That's all I'm saying. Make it make sense. Speaking of making things make sense, and this is a tough one for me because Serena Williams, I, I really, really love Serena Williams in, in a special kind of you-go-girl way, right? Serena Williams have, has surpassed so many things like you you look at Serena like how are you doing this like she's a beast like if she wasn't a woman I'm pretty sure she would be considered a lot of people do consider her the greatest athlete ever um despite that she's a woman but she's still a woman so you have people that wouldn't get on board with that but she is incredibly hard to deny again another sport that I don't follow but you do know what's going on with Serena Williams, even if you don't follow the sport, right? Because she's part of pop culture. She's part of black culture. She's part of sports culture. She's just all over the place and well-respected. And I, 
she was on the cover. What was it? I can't remember. She was on the cover of a magazine, right? And I have to be honest, I was extremely, extremely disappointed. I was like, what? Make this make sense. Why is Serena's whole booty cheek on the front cover of a magazine? She posted it on her Instagram and she, she did this whole post about, and which I understand. I 100% understand what she was saying in terms of she's been teased and ridiculed and all of these things, right? I agree. Serena has been definitely criticized more than most. And I get, you know, in terms of light skin, dark skin, black girls and how we grow up and, and how we're made to feel, right? Light skin versus dark skin and how dark skin girls were made to feel inadequate, but in terms of the Serena thing and her booty and and the post that she did, I'm all I'm all for you doing your thing I, as a woman. Post whatever you want to post, right? Do your thing. I I have to preface it what I'm saying because I don't want people to think I'm hating on Serena at all. I really do get what she was saying. And she just had a baby and I'm a mother and you know your body changes and you feel insecure and and I would have enjoyed more of that angle than the, you know, I I just felt like the whole not just Serena, but a lot of women do these posts like, here's my ass, I'm taking my power back. Here's my ass, you know, girl power. I, I get it, but at the same time, the reason I was disappointed with Serena is because why is, first of all, as women, why is it that showing our ass cheeks is the only way to empower, empower ourselves? I mean, insert Michelle Obama, right? The most we ever got from her was her shoulders, and we know what happened with that. But no one can deny Michelle Obama's power. I don't think we need to see the, the left booty cheek or a twerk from Michelle Obama, who has been ridiculed and teased. She's a chocolatey woman. You know, she's not of the standard uh, Becky with the good hair, light skin, whatever, you, you know, from back in the day type, this is better stereotype. She's, uh, uh, you know, she's a black woman that has had her fair share of the same, I guess, type of discrimination that Serena would have endured as well. And we don't see that from Michelle Obama. And I, I know that's a, 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 I don't know that that's a weird comparison because I respect Serena Williams on that level. She's a sports figure and Michelle Obama is like a powerful, like Michelle Obama is Michelle Obama. You know what I'm saying? But Serena, what I'm, what I'm trying to get at in the most sensitive kind of way is, you know, I don't think that she needed to do that. I think that she has proved her value as a woman without that for so long and that's your power we already know your value is way above your appearance right 
And a lot of times it's like we as women, we're, we'll be quick to say, I'm not just a visual object. And then we fight so hard for our respect and we get it. And then it's like, look at my ass. I'm taking my power back. What? That's kind of confusing to me. Serena Williams is one of the women out there that surpassed being a visual object. And let me tell you something. I don't know a man that wouldn't push me down the stairs face first to get to Serena. And that's before this booty picture, right? I'm just saying, food for thought, people, food for thought. It's just a shame that we as women always have to highlight the negative comments in our mind and then try to prove our worth with some kind of twerk or whatever. I get it. Serena Williams have been scrutinized. We... I don't even know. Like, so, like I know me personally, sometimes people think they know what I go through, but a lot, I don't even tell y'all what's going on. Sometimes y'all see the trolls. Sometimes y'all see what people are saying about me. Sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll retweet something like, look at this or whatever, but rarely, I, most of the time don't even say anything about what's coming at me. And I believe that whatever Serena has been through in terms of scrutiny, the scrutiny that she's endured. Whatever we know is probably just the tip of the iceberg of it. So that's why I'm saying this very, very, very sensitively. You know what I'm saying? But the disappointment that I had in the picture and the post and the magazine cover and everything was just say you want to show your ass because, you know, you just had a baby or whatever. Don't do the I've been scrutinized about how I look my whole life. So, boom, here's my ass cheek. I can't really get on board with that. Just say you want to show your ass cheek. Don't I the, I I don't know who she's trying to prove her physical beauty worth to. I don't know because again, I don't know a man that would poison my food <laughs> to get to Serena. And we in a black community have always held Serena down. Always. Black men love Serena. That's what I'm saying. My little light skin self, please. They could care less, right? You put me in a room with Serena, I'm going to disappear. The, the men I know love them some Serena and have always held her down and said that she was sexy and juicy and loved her booty and all that. So who is she trying to prove her beauty value to with that? I'm just saying, food for thought. And by the way, um, again, let me repeat. She has been scrutinized more than most from how she looks to, to what she goes through on her tennis court and, and the unfair treat, all of that. But Serena has also been called the greatest athlete of all time, the GOAT, and fine as fuck. She has. That's fact. That is fact. So I I don't think it was necessary, but to each his own. Do you, girl. If that made you feel better as a new mom, I get it. Like, I get the new mom thing and, and trying to get your body back and being proud of that. More so than a, hey, I've been called ugly my whole life. By who? Right? I get it. That young childhood stuff coming up, that's ingrained in all of us, whatever we were teased about. But 
there has been many, 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 many years of Serena being called gorgeous by the black men, black community. Um, and, you know, sometimes just as a person as a, and as a woman, we do highlight negative comments in our minds and our spirits and our soul a lot more than positive comments. We really do. It's a shame. And I'm saying it's a shame, not shame on her. I'm saying shame on myself, all of us, that we can't, what is it in our psyche that we can't hold on to compliments the way we could hold on to an insult? It's just, it's, it's something to think about, you know? Um, and I just don't, I love Serena. I love what she has done and surpassed and how strong she is and how dope she is. And, but when it comes to this picture, you know, like I said, we as women, we scream, we're not visual objects, but even when it's been proven at the highest level of what Serena has proven her value above her appearance, we still book end all of Serena's accomplishments, we're going to bookend it with a booty shot on the front cover of a magazine and Instagram. Eh, I don't know. Maybe I'm just getting older and seeing things differently. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I Again, the black community specifically has always held her and her sister down. And, and, and get this. Wait, you ready? Serena has always been called the pretty one. So I wonder how sis feels. Hey, hey, Venus. Remember Venus, you know, sitting back in that shadow of the pretty sister Serena, right? Anyway, sorry for the soapbox. I, I just, I, at the end of the day, Serena looks amazing. She's a new mom. She's out there still killing, doing what she's doing on and off the court. So you cannot be mad at her. It's just a, a, a an opinion about, um, the, what I felt like it, the picture in, in combination with the, I'm taking my power back, um, because I've been scrutinized thing is like, it didn't, didn't sit well with me, not with someone of the caliber of Serena, but again, um, as a new mom, I get it. I, I would have understood that side more. And I, again, I'm not even saying that I don't understand where she's coming from in terms of how she's been scrutinized about her appearance. I'm not saying I don't understand that. Um, sweet spot in the middle, sweet spot in the middle. Everything isn't just so black and white. Um, and I don't know Serena. I don't know what she has endured. So much love, respect, and blessings to her, her kid, her husband, everything that she's doing, her sister, you know, her family, all of that. Um, and she, she's out there doing her thing and inspiring young girls and not just young girls, young black girls that, that look like her. I just hope that the, the young girls that look like her don't feel like, oh, you got to bookend your accomplishments with a twerk. Uh, well, she didn't twerk, but you know what I'm saying? The left boot cheek, booty cheek. All the guys are very happy to finally see that whole left booty cheek. I guess the <laughs> next magazine is both booty cheeks and a thong. I don't know. Do your thing, girl. As I'm as I'm speaking, I am looking through my phone right now to see if I could find a a, a nice good old fashioned booty picture to post on my Instagram and, and book in my comedy with a good old fashioned twerk. <laughs> Stop playing. Ain't ain't getting no booty shots. Well, you might. 
You might. I need to take my power back. So how about this? Thank you for listening to the Coach Vaughn Podcast. You go ahead and follow me on Twitter and Instagram and wait for that booty shot. Who knows when it's coming? I need to take my power back <laughs> from my booty. Get the power out the booty. The left booty cheek. What's stronger? Here's a, here's a good question, Serena. Why the left booty cheek? What's going on with the right booty cheek? You're going to have to put the, the whole booty out now so we can see what's going on with the other booty cheek. I don't accept no one booty cheek. I want all the booty cheeks. Equal pay, equal booty. Period. <laughs> anyway, y'all. Thank you for listening to the Coach Vaughn Podcast. Um, I say everything with love. I just want to put things out there that that make you think and hope, hopefully inspire. And a lot of times when I'm talking, y'all know this already, I'm, I'm talking through things uh, with you and with myself. Um, it's not a harsh judgment on Serena at all. And if you see a booty picture from me, I, don't call me a hypocrite because <laughs> I need to take my power back from the booty so I could get equal pay in comedy. Equal pay, equal booty, equal pay, equal booty. Okay, I'm I'm bugging. Let me get my out of shape ass to the gym. How about that journey to 145 um, as I keep gaining weight and saying my journey to 145, I admire Serena and the Beyonce's of the world that, you know, get back on track and get their things together. You know, I need to get myself together. Um, and as soon as I do follow my journey to 145 pounds from 185, Jesus, Lord, Jesus, I'm heavy. Um, and I know, I know thick right y'all like the thickums but it's not healthy so <sighs> i'm gonna lose this weight and post the booty picture coach vaughn out